is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome to Wake and Bake from San Diego, where sports betting meets marijuana. I'm Leaf. And I'm Low. And here's Chess. Thanks, guys. Welcome to Saturdays in Canada. Now, Blackhawk West, we don't talk Canadian football on Saturdays in Canada, but we're we're going to talk a little football this week, aren't we? Yeah, we're, we're definitely going to talk football because the XFL has been really good to us, uh, and, and we're not studying personnel. I mean, we're just watching the game, and, uh, you know, we're just jumping on overs. I mean, the, the overs – uh, majority of the games are paying. I want to say that in the two weeks of play, we've only seen two overs, not cash. And um, if memory serves correctly, one of them was a push instead of a non-cash. So I, I, we're I, sticking with that theme. Uh, you know, later on today, we're we're looking at we're we're looking at an XFL game, and the over is thirty-eight. I, I'll start to look the other direction. You know, in the forties, but. But over 38 is is the play. Now, on first halves, this is, you know, we want to caution the, the listeners. The first halves, anything that is at 18, I'm assuming that that's going to push. Uh, under 18, 17, 17 and a half, that's where I'm going to take those first half overs. Because we have to look at this very uniquely uh, because – that extra point is not automatic and and teams are getting better at it they're starting to go for the two but it's not automatic so so you three touchdowns is 18 points at 17 and a half i need three touchdowns in order to cover that there's only one game this weekend where i really like that first half so i'm probably going to look to live action to get a first half over but it's the one tomorrow night the san antonio houston game we're at 17 and a half first half so i'm going all four games over the, the game total, we're looking at a 38 later on tonight. And then tomorrow we're looking at 36 and a half, 37 and 36. So I like going over there. But on the last game of the day, I like over the 17 and a half. Because, again, at 18 and a half, you're looking for essentially four scores. And and that's a lot. I mean, that that is in the NFL, four scores is kind of the equivalent of 21 and a half or, you know, 27 and a half. So that, that first half can really be make or break just because I'm not counting on that PAT in any fashion. What I have noticed, right, so again, it's 75% of the, the games have gone over for the game. But because we're getting first half lines now and we're getting second half lines, you know, I've cashed even more tickets than that because of the fact that the ones – and it was – John gave us a play the other day. When, when we're focusing on something that's doing well and it doesn't happen in the first half, I don't even know what the winning procession and, and the, uh, the winning percentage is in that second half Blackhawk was, but it's it's got to be 85, 90 percent. Well, and it's it, that's a good rule. I mean, that's a good point, And it's a good rule to follow with any sport that you're playing. If you are looking at a game total of, I don't know, in basketball, 210. Right. And, and the first half is l- less than that. Well, you're going to get a discount, but odds makers are wrong, but they're not as wrong as the weatherman. <laughs> I mean, so if, if that thing lowers to, say, 205, you got to go back to the over because you're, you're probably going to hit it. And it's kind of the same in football. We're looking at uh, later on today, 38 point over under 
Well, if we don't see points in the first three minutes, that thing's going to drop to 36. And again, even though CXFL odds makers are never that far off and you're, you're notorious for it. You'll jump on that second half. And it's the second half Chaz, but you'll jump on the second half over when the first half is, is low and, and there's a cash to be had. And at that point, the game total is just the cherry. Oh, and it really is a, Again, winning a a game bet in the third quarter, late in the third quarter, early in the fourth quarter, because you hopped on it afterwards, is sometimes just breaking you even or sometimes making a little bit of money. But again, you're not losing. So you now have more money to bet the next game. What What we talk about, Wes, is when you run out of money, every game after that's a winner. That's exactly it. And and you've made the point many times. The 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 game over is the most stress-free one once you win it because it's done. You can't lose it. You can get bur- oh my god, how many times have we been burned by by the backdoor. under the backdoor under and on the a lot of things. There's a lot of bets you can get backdoored on. <laughs> The point spread, but whether it's a team total, a player total on any type of prop stat or or the first half, any over, once they got it, they, it you're done. You, you cashed your bet. It's stress-free. You can think about the next thing. You can forget about what it was you might have lost. It's it's the it's the greatest bet that there is. There's a lot of belief that you know people want to cheer for points. I'm in the overs for totally different reason. I want the stress-free cash. It's over. I can't lose it. No doubt about it. When we come back from break, we're going to talk a little bit of March Madness. It's the first Saturday in March, and it's going to be soon the first Saturday in May. You're listening to Blackhawk West's Saturdays in Canada here on Wake and Bake. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Saturdays in Canada here on Wake and Bake. Now, Black Hawk West, you got to admit, that's as pretty as a football as you're going to see. Now, I know you're biased, but, you you know, you had a, you had a, a Quinn. You had a baby, the boy, recently. And the bottom line is, as you know, no matter what, when someone shows you a new baby, you say, oh, what a beautiful baby. You don't say, God, it looks like my grandfather. But that is that not a pretty football? That Chiefs football is a beautiful baby to me. It is not. It is probably. It is probably beautiful to a lot of people that don't live in Philadelphia. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, so it's uh, it, it. really is. We say it all the time. If you're a Chiefs fan, it really is coolest present that they'll open that day, guaranteed. Just go to championshipfootballs.com. It's kind of hard to miss it if you go to championshipfootballs.com because it's right on the front page. All right, so let's look at what else we're talking about. We had uh, one of your buddies in your Discord page, and if you look at the bottom, you can join Blackhawk West on Discord at chicagooptionstraders.com. Sent us over some of the stats and we talk about this all the time in our text with me you and john from gmf sports who will be on later uh and that is this whole idea of the systems play you've got a couple that we talk about when we get on the new york show with uh errol and speedy about the hockey and now you got a few for for hoops so let's talk hoops and then that hockey yeah and and you know the the, the discord page is a lot of smart people you know the nature of that 
that that group is it's it's investing it's numbers it's stocks the sports page is a separate section with people that like to invest in sports and you know one of the guys is the kind of person that numbers just talk to him and i i started tinkering with stats you know and you get the messages at 4 a.m at the gym on a treadmill and you know we put our minds together and what we found was if you can find uh college basketball if you can find teams that are averaging over 17 and a half fouls a game and they're above 75 percent averaging from the free throw line um you need a over under you need a game total that is under 140 and chances are you're going to win and this system is about 75 percent and and so it's not as easy to find them i mean we still are handicapping and breaking down film and just picking winners but when you can find a good system it's it's an automatic play this these stars have all lined up and this data says 75% of the time that's going to win. Now how that carries into the tournaments is yet to be seen because in the tournament winning by one is the same thing as winning by a hundred. And, and some of the smarter coaches are going to, they're, they're going to protect players if they have a lead, but uh, you know, that's the play. It's been good to us. I texted you guys one morning about uh, you know, yeah, Niagara yeah. against Fairfield. Right, right. I laughed. I laughed at that one. So give me this again. You're saying, okay, uh, like t- t- tomorrow morning, uh, there's uh, there's some games on, right? And I'm looking at the yep. games and I see I'm looking for a team that gets fouled or fouls. So you're looking for a team that is committing an average of over 17 and a half fouls going up against a team that is 75% or better from the free throw line, because you got to think about that. That's a, those are untimed points. Those are points when the clock is not rolling and you want the game total to be under 140. Uh, and that's, it's, it's been hitting for us. It's been hitting on first halves. Now, if you get both teams that follow each other, that's like a double bonus. That's plus money. That's like bells and sirens. And it doesn't matter to me, the teams, it could be, it could be your local high school. It, it just, and if you find a team that's some, you know, into the twenties and some of the good teams, uh, I, I want to say uh, Auburn or um, Auburn or maybe Texas A&M was one of those teams that's up there in fouls per game. Yeah. One of the things that we talked about with systems and we're doing it when we talk about the horses, because today is a big day. Today, there are actually four prep races. Three of them are 50 point races. And what we're looking at is we've got the, Gulfstream's got the Fountain of Youth, the San Felipe at Santa Anita, you got the Gotham at Aqueduct, and you got the John Pataglia Memorial at Turfway. And and that's one of the things we've done with the horses is we're just watching these prep races and then betting again the next time the horses. And we've 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 had a, a few winners, but it allows you to not, like you said, the bells go off. You don't have to handicap. If the horse is entered, you're betting them. It's that simple. And it's the same thing with your NHL system. You've got the uh, the play tonight, road tomorrow, and, and goalie change. Real quick, talk about change, those. The goalie change is, is an extra thumbs up. But, yeah, play tonight, on the road tomorrow, if they are changing goalies, that makes it an even juicier. That's when I send you the juice box emoji. Um, and, and you know, the, the reason the goalie changes is more is because the defensemen play different. If you got your starting goalie, they're going to play a little bit different than if you got your second or your third string goalie. And, you know, the starting goalie might allow them to take more chances. And then the transition back to goalie two, uh, you know, they, they might not make that transition. Plus, they were on the road. Um, you know, now, now don't get me wrong. We, we were on the Kings a week ago because they were playing the Islanders and then the Rangers. To me, that doesn't qualify as travel because they didn't get on an airplane. 
Well, no, again, you're absolutely right. But the, and that's the thing. So, that, you know, you got basketball, we're doing with horses, hockey. It, it allows you then to spend more time handicapping on other things to find other trends that down the road we'll use again. Yeah. So in the in the NHL, and this is a chalk play because they're, they're really good. But but Columbus fit, fits into that one. So Columbus is going against Ottawa. Uh, I don't like laying pucks in hockey. I, I You lay the one and a half. It doesn't matter. But what I will do is, you know, I'll let the game get started. And I'll, I'll take the three-way. I'll take the team in regulation and, and depending on how things go. But this Ottawa, uh, Columbus going to Ottawa, and hey, it's in, it's a Saturday in Canada for us. Um, but Columbus going to Ottawa, I'm probably going to lay the one and a half just to get the even money. I'm going to take the the puck line. Uh, Ottawa is just red hot. I mean, man, they played the Rangers really tough on Patrick Kane's first night on the ice a couple nights ago. And, uh, you know, I just love the team. It's chalky play, but, you know, the name of the game is cash and tickets. That's it, man. Okay, we'll catch you again next time. Cool. It, it, it's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome to Sports Betting Weekly here on the first Saturday in March, and we're joined from by Chris Oliver from the MD Show. Now, Chris, the one thing I like about you is you're really are very, I won't say first, but right now most prominent cannabis advocate who knows sports betting because there are a lot of cannabis users and there are a lot of sports bettors. And when you put them together, that's kind of who we're talking to. And you fit right in that description. So talk to me in terms of this weekend. What are you uh, what are you planning? Because your 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 weekends are yours, right? Yeah, my weekends are right, right now. I'm a little bit of a break from the MD's fantasy football show. Uh, getting ready for the offseason. You know, it's going to kick off the NFL starting soon with the combine, as you talked about, starting this week. You're going to have free agency also kicking off soon. And then you're going to have some different trades that are going probably going on as a result of, you know, the upcoming draft and the you know, free agency moves. So you're, I'm looking at some of the, you know, key aspects of where the quarterbacks are going to wind up being. Aaron Rodgers, you know, returned from his darkness retreat this past week. Where will he be? That's going to kind of, you know, dictate what Green Bay's chances are in the playoffs or, or another team he might go to, such as New York Jets. Will they suddenly be a favorite moving in, you know, in the AFC West moving forward? So what I'm looking forward for betting-wise is some of the, you know, the big quarterbacks moves and some of these guys where the, the you know, dominoes might lay when it comes to free agency. Just so you know, when we did our first show of the year last year, I went back and I kept the notes, and you guys had a four-team parlay that included the Minnesota, included Minnesota, right, winning that division. I mean, it was like a 14-to-1 parlay. So I'm really excited about the draft show. But I want to talk to you about a couple things first is the combine. I pay pay attention to the combine, but I got a feeling you guys – that have dynasty fantasy, which means it's yours all year round. That team is yours. You don't draft every single year. You do the, the your your draft to get your new players. But and then with the draft, which is in Kansas City, I think pretty much Blackhawk West said that they're going to Kansas City this year. Yes. When it comes to 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 the fantasy aspect, those things you can't avoid you have to pay attention absolutely i mean i think this is the big time i talked about when the you know the big domino chips fall the quarterbacks in the draft are going to be something everybody has their eyes on and of course where the running backs and receivers go you talked about dynasty football the key you know dynasty future 
is usually having a dominant running back and a dominant receiver you can find in the draft. Uh, this year, you have Brian Robinson from Texas, a guy who's been as known as one of the top running back prospects in maybe possibly the next past decade. Um, so a guy who's going to probably be a superstar that if you can get your hands on the dynasty-wise, you're absolutely you know, tintillated by it. But then you're looking for some other guys with value because we all know Dynasty is not just about the first rounders. It's about all the different guys you get your hands on. And you're going to look at some different guys who you're going to see rise and fall based on the combine, how fast do they run, which is going to dictate where they get drafted, which dictates how much playing time they get. So you're definitely keyed in right now. Yeah. Uh, if your player's not on the field, it's really hard to get points. <laughs> if I remember last year's draft show, there were two or three, but the, the guy who dropped, remember, was it the kid from Pittsburgh? Dropped. Pickett. Yeah, I remember Pickett dropped and somebody won because they said he would be over or under, you know, what it was top 10, I think. Over under top yeah, they, 10 rounds. Yeah. You're looking at a lot of people. Look, a lot of people thought there were going to be two or three quarterbacks going in on, you know, the first round last week, last year, I should say. And then Malik Willis, one of those guys who fell to the third round, there was no quarterbacks other than Pickett who went in the 20s to Pittsburgh uh, taken in the first round. So, it's going to be interesting this year. There'll be definitely more than that taken this year. There's you know, rumors to be four to five quarterbacks. I think there's going to be quite a few busts in that mix, though. Um, so that's one of the things you definitely have to tune in for our show because I'm not thrilled with this quarterback class. Yeah, you know what? I, I would tend to agree with you. However, the there's always, always going to be somebody that jumps out and surprises. That's just kind of how the NFL draft works. So when we get back from break, I want to talk to you about the fact that this is the last weekend of conference play for the big schools. Some of the smaller schools are already in their tournaments. And we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about Wana Gummies. We'll be right back. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to Sports Betting Weekly with Chris from the MD's Fantasy Show. Now, Chris, one of the things we talked about in the past was my affinities for edibles, and most of it has to do with my caloric intake. So when I look at you know, a, a bottle of rum or a bottle of vodka. Yeah, maybe it's not that bad. But then I add a little Coca-Cola or a little 7-Up. And the next thing I know, I'm getting texted by my cardiologist. How he knows, how he knows I'm in, living in the gray area, I'm not sure. But you know what? The one thing about these Wana gummies, you saw the, the spot. Yeah, they're great. They're not sticky. Yeah, you know what? Here's the thing. If something is good and it's sticky, I don't mind. I mean, pecan pie. You can't get much more sticky than pecan pie. And you don't say, well, I'm not going to have it because it's sticky. Why I like Juana's is simply because I, I want to have a good time. That's all. I just want to have a good time. I don't want a, a, an edible that's going to cause me to have grief. I don't want to be paranoid. I don't want to be so high that I miss the second half. You know, that's right. It's some important news. It is 20 after the hour. It's 820 here in San Diego, which means that right now it's perfect time for us to wake and bake. But it's currently in Antarctica. 420. So it's 420 in Antarctica. So if you think you're cold, you really shouldn't be pissing and moaning because you're not in Antarctica. But I have had times where I kind of dazed off and the next thing I know, I'm, I'm hoping to go live action. Now, of course, nowadays you could do live action. In the old days, if you missed the second half line, you were done. There wasn't live action, you know. So, so when it comes to having March Madness upon us and knowing that at some point I'm going to have four basketball games on my 
screen at the same time. That's a day I want to have. So talk to me about your your affinity for March Madness. Yeah, I'm super excited for March Madness. And you also know what's a great other time for green coming up in March is also St. Patrick's Day. So some of those, you know, gummies that don't stick to your hands and have a good time. We talked about not being paranoid. I definitely advise on the St. Patty's Day, celebrate some green for two different ways, some betting, and then maybe enjoy some streets on the side. And for the betting well, you part, could, March, you, go ahead. You Chad. definitely, you, you definitely, March Madness is great, but- St. Patrick's Day can be dangerous. It really can because uh, there's nothing wrong with that sipping your green bear, maybe having one or two bears, having a few of the wanna edibles, and then staying out of people's way. We have seen crazy stuff when we've gone downtown on, on St. Patrick's Day. And, and the chicks, sometimes it's the ladies. It's not necessarily the guys that are making the scene. Yeah, well, one of my best uh, events, St. Patty's Day, is up to sports, but I, you know, when, when I was in college, I got a chance to go to Savannah, and they have a, a fantastic St. Patrick's Day where they dye the river green. They close it down like, kind of like Mardi Gras style for down by the river, and everybody's having a good time smoking, drinking, and doing all the different things. So, Chaz, I think it's definitely could fit in if you're in the right atmosphere. Be careful, absolutely. Always want to be safe. But I think it's also something you can enjoy in the right place, the right time. And talking about that place, place right time, March Madness is right around the corner. Um, a chance to win also get involved with some green. Yeah, and and it's Friday this year. St. Patrick's Day is a Friday, you know. So that you know, that, that's a lethal combination. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. What are you looking most forward to, March Madness? You know, I want to see some of the kind of the teams that maybe are veteran. Landon, one of the things you've seen the last couple of years is some of the teams that you know are, have been the powerhouses. North Carolina did win last year, but it's been a little bit surprising because a lot of these older teams, the junior and senior-led teams, are kind of surprisingly beating some of these younger teams who have only been together for you know one or two years, a lot of freshmen on the younger teams, and you're going to see some you know upsets as a result of that. So I'm kind of excited to see that 5-12, some of those you know known upset kind of um, opportunities and looking at some of the seedings is going to happen this week. With the tournament, I, I really enjoy myself some of the conference tournaments a, a little better because it's just a little easier to match up the handicapping when it's conference on conference. When you start going 5-12 and it's not only two different teams but two different conferences, it makes it difficult to pick a winner. Absolutely. It's really hard to kind of compare and you also see some of the teams that are hot at the right time. So you talk about the, you know, the conference tournaments and kind of what you're looking for. Some of those teams carry that momentum. You know, They haven't struggled maybe the whole season long and suddenly they get hot in that, that tournament and then they get hot and they go into the big tournament. So I think this is you know also what you're watching this weekend as well. Brackets, how many do you fill out normally? A gazillion, Chaz. I think any ones that I can, whether it's workplaces, friends, everybody's kind of sending you one constantly. Hey, you know, here's a bracket. Here, fill out this bracket. So usually if I have one sent to me, I'm filling it out. All right. So say you had 10 brackets in front of you. How many uh, How many outliers where you're going to change it up and how many in the middle where you're going to probably pretty have almost the same teams in every bracket? I mix it up pretty consistently. What I look for is some of those upsets to kind of, you know, where you want to kind of strike gold when, you look, when you're doing the March Madness in a sense. You're going to assume, you know, most people are going to pick the, the winners per se, the top seeds. So you're looking for those opportunities when, you know, a tough matchup here that people might be surprised by or a game that you see maybe in the second round is a good matchup for a team that's maybe an underdog. So I look for those matchups and I kind of, that's the where I try to hit my money on where I might have a, a 5-12 game where I really hit on hard on a 12 team that I really like over a 5 team uh, throughout my brackets. And maybe I, when it comes to the, you know, the final victors, if there's a team that I think is dominant, then I might pick them. But this year, we've had all kinds of upsets. You know, already in the, in the last week, we had 15 uh, ranked teams lose in the top 25. So 
it's it's one of those top three seasons, and I think it's not going to change in March Madness. No, I did notice that they were falling. It was every single favorite was losing on the court. But if you're going to lose, this is the week to lose. You know what? Because your regular season tournament uh, champion, conference champion is one thing, but to win your tournament is an automatic bid. So you definitely, if you're going to lose, this is the week to lose. Absolutely. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome to Get Money Fast with John from GMF Sports. <laughs> I thought to myself during the break, I said, hey, you know what? Why am I fighting the name of John's segment? <laughs> it's right there. It's right it's there. It's right there. Yeah. GMF, Get Money Fast. So, so here's where we're at. We are going to talk a, a little bit about the GMF experience first. Then we're going to talk about some of the conferences that are in tournaments right now and the finals of the regular season. And then we're going to slide over uh, when we come back from break and, and, and just kind of prep a little March Madness, but more importantly, a little MLB. Because if you go to the bottom link there, right below, boom, boom, and it says, follow John on Instagram, GMF underscore sports underscore consultants, you can get that what you call GMF experience, right? What is it? That is correct. 100% correct. Well, pretty much what it is, is that we're giving people the one-on-one -on -one opportunity to learn live, direct, right here in Las Vegas. You're going to get personalized service, pretty much. It's like a two-day seminar. That's what I would like to call it. But I'm going to kind of teach you in these two days all the tricks, the in and outs, be able to give you information. I'm going to help people be able to read that board, which if you're a new better, when you know the first time you walk into a casino, all those numbers up there are confusing if you don't know what you're doing. So it's almost like kind of like a speed course. And I'm going to help the new betters kind of understand what's going on. And then also for the experienced betters, I'm going to kind of give a little bit of insight into research, obviously player uh, bankroll management, and, you know, just kind of really uh, knocking in that return on, on investment every week is, is finding tuning that experience. So. Yeah, and it, and it really is mostly because you're 12 months a year. And exactly. I tell people yeah. all the time, when we first started the show, we stopped in March. Yeah. And then we didn't come back until August because the rest of the year it wasn't my passion. But yeah. then I found guys like you and Wes and Mo that you know can talk any sport any time of the year. And all of a sudden, I'm not having the handicap as much as betting what yeah. you tell me to bet. But what happens <laughs> is this. When you do that, quote-unquote, 48-hour GMF experience, uh, it's, it's probably better than a 48-hour cleanse, right? Oh, you know, exactly. Where oh, you're you gonna, drink it, pineapple <laughs> juice for 48 hours or whatever yeah. it is, you know? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're going to cleanse your mind of, of, of all the taboos of sports betting, and, and I'm really going to teach you probably what you shouldn't be doing. Um, you know, when I first started betting, there wasn't anybody to tell me what I was doing wrong. It was a crash course, and that crash course involved me losing a lot of money when I first 
started. So I'm kind of passing along the knowledge to all the new people. As we all know, every couple of months, we see these new states popping up and they're getting legalized gambling. So what I want to try to do is most and foremost is inform people how to be more proficient and how to really kind of fine tune this gambling thing instead of just throwing sort of darts at the wall, so to speak, like I did for the first you know, few years when I was betting. Uh, no, we've heard the same exact words from uh, Jonathan yeah, uh, from yep. San Antonio. Same exact words where, you know what, yeah, the learning curve is tough when you're betting with your own money. Now, the other aspect of it is one of the things that allows growth is, you know, mentoring, but also you're – you could be a decent handicapper and still make mistakes. And really, if you think about it, I've always loved the guys, John, that bash the coach for the play call, bash the refs for the calls. The bottom line is, okay, you're losing, but somebody else is cashing that ticket. You could have went the other way. If you are betting, you're going to have those games but you got to get over them quick because you got no control of it. Exactly. That that's the thing. You know the research and everything. You you try to put yourself in the best position to win. But we, uh, as we all know, nobody's going to win 100 percent of their games. You know, if we're looking to go 60 percent, that's phenomenal. You know, long term, you're, you're, that's a great stat. So you have to look at it that way. And and it's the longevity of it. And and this is kind of the thing that I'm teaching people. You you know, as as much as a lot of these guys want to make it seem like you can get rich overnight, could it happen? Of course, they're good. Uh, chances of that happening, slim to none. This is why I'm kind of doing this experience. So that way I'm changing the mindset of people. And it's not really necessarily sports betting. I'm trying to teach you how to sports invest. So I'm going to try to have you be smarter with your money. That way you're more efficient long-term and you could see more profits long-term moving ahead. Exactly. And when we come back from break, we're going to talk about some of the issues when you're betting in Las Vegas. We're going to talk about some uh, March Madness. You're listening to... Get money fast here on Wake and Bake. There we go. It, it, it's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to Get Money Fast with John from GMF Sports. Now, John, one of the things when you go to Las Vegas, you could you could hit up John on Instagram, GMF underscore sports underscore consultants. When you hit up John and you go to Vegas and you're, you're betting in Vegas, you got to remember Vegas isn't offshore. Vegas isn't your state. There mm -hmm. are going to be plays, John, that they can't make sitting in a casino. Oh, yeah, for, for sure. And as we see kind of the not only not offshore, but as we see the emergence of uh, FanDuel and DraftKings and Barstool Sports and some of these other books, you know, the options that are available outside of Las Vegas aren't necessarily available here. So it's a little bit of a, I don't, I don't want to call it culture shock, but if you're used to betting, let's say in New Jersey or, you, you, you know, Illinois and you come here, those options aren't available here. So that's kind of the, the things that takes away a, a little bit if, if you're not from Las Vegas. That's one of the reasons we always told people you got to have multiple books. This Saturday, this Sunday, we got the some smaller tournaments are finishing up, and one of those teams will make it to the big dance. But then we have all the conference tournaments starting up this week. So this week is really the week. If you're going to look to use PropSwap to find a Final Four team, and we talked about it last show where I had Villanova, all I needed to do to get to the final four, I sell a ticket on a team that got hurt. And the bottom line is I had a positive ROI on an NCAA 
championship ticket that didn't win the game. That is why this coming week is so important. What are we looking for with these small tournaments and with the big tournaments? The name of the game here is just pretty much value, I, I, I think, long term. And you want to try to kind, kind of find that team that necessarily isn't hot right now, but is starting to heat up a little bit. So you want to kind of look to those Villanova, so to speak. You know, also Duke. Duke really kind of started off kind of back and forth, not really so good. Now they're starting to get a little bit of momentum. And, and if you're talking about Duke going into the NCAA tournament, if you look at the value that you're getting, might not be a bad play. Obviously, you're going to have the teams that are favored like Houston, which I think probably is going to be the number one team overall. Uh, as long as there's no mishaps, but I, I don't see that happening moving forward. But besides Houston, I, I think there's some definitely some value in some of the bigger name teams out there. That's what I'm going to be paying attention to. I'm going to you know, don't get me wrong. We'll be betting these tournaments. And oh, for sure. Next yeah. weekend is, you know, it's really mostly Saturday. Saturday yeah. is really a special day. A little weird for me because I'm going to be in Connecticut. I fly. I get into JFK. Saturday morning at 7 a.m., which means I will be in Connecticut probably by 8, 8.30 with legal sports betting. Now, Mom, I love you. I miss you. <laughs> but I'm hitting the off-track book before I come to your house, just so you know. But there I will have those tickets. Then I will spend about two or three hours at her house. And then those first games will be over. I'll go back, cash my tickets. So I won't have time to handicap, but I'll be paying attention to our GMF thread with me, you, and Wes, because I'm going to appreciate the winners, and I'm thanking you in advance. But let's (laughs) talk about what may be your best sport, Major League Baseball. Oh, yeah, we're getting excited for that. You know, it's kind of a perfect segue. Uh, We roll into the second best time of the year, you know, obviously March Madness. I I put the Super Bowl first, and then I put the whole month of March with March Madness tournament as as the best time of the year. And then we steamroll out into Major League Baseball, which is sort of my bread and butter. It's a sport that I love to watch. It's a sport that I love to bet. It's a sport that has made me a lot of money over the years. And so it's kind of, like I said, just a beautiful segue to to steamroll from March Madness right into the beginning of Major League Baseball. And it is. March 30th is actually opening day. Opening so day, yeah. When it comes to baseball, we we talk about it all season long, for every all year with all the different sports, tiptoeing into exactly. the, the season. Oh yeah. What are you what are you looking for that first two weeks of Major League Baseball? Uh, we're just looking for value and, you know, just as the season starts and the players are getting acclimate, acclimated, sort of to kind of being back and you, you know, baseball takes a little bit more time and also the books, they're not necessarily sure where to see these numbers. So we're just kind of just eyeing the odds and eyeing the lines. And uh, as you know, baseball, they can kind of really put up some juicy lines in there. So the trick is to kind of stay away from that and look into some opportunities over and unders. I, I, I kind of want to point out now that they have this speed clock, so to speak, in Major League Baseball, where they're kind of speeding up the game. Now, I like it. I think it's a, I think it's good for the game. You're probably going to shave, I don't know, maybe 20, 30 minutes off of it, you know, as we improve down the road. But I think also what this is going to do is that this is going to force more action it's going to put more balls into play. And I think we're going to see a lot more runs scored. So I think we have an opportunity here early in the season where the books haven't adjusted to that. And I think we're going to start seeing some overs start hitting early in the year. And then the books will start to catch up to that. So something to keep an eye on, you know, as we move forward with that pitch clock, I guess uh, NBA shot clock, but instead it's for baseball. So, yeah. Remember how <laughs> the overs got, a, got totally tweaked. When they started the 10th inning with a guy in second base. 
Uh huh. Yep. Yep. And it, it took a while for them to adjust to, to all that. And we kind of seen it in the second, you know, the second half of the year is when we start seeing that because the pitches get worn down. As we all know, majority of major league bullpens are, are trash in, in that sort of sense. So once these starters go out in the fifth, sixth or seventh inning, now you start seeing these runs being scored late in the game. So there's a, Obviously, in-game opportunities there. I'm throwing out some gems for you guys as we move along the series, if you guys like to in-game. So we're going to see some totals. But I, I think last year, we've seen a lot of unders early. And obviously, there was a shortened strike, the, the, the major league season. The guys didn't have that much. But I think this year is going to be a complete opposite, where now we're seeing the full, full training in effect. They're going to have pretty much a, a month of practice. And then now we're going to see this kind of sped up game where the pitchers are forced to throw the ball. I think that's going to cause a lot more balls into play. And we're going to see a lot more action, a lot more runs scored. Oh, no doubt about it. Because once it gets in their head, that clock gets in their head. That clock- not every uh, the, uh, not yeah. every pitcher, but there are going to be some guys out there that just are not going to handle it well. Uh- Yep. And, and once again, I, I, I love the idea. And Major League Baseball, I think this is not only a great idea for speeding up the game, but this also creates more action. This creates, even if they don't score runs, it's going to force the action in the game. And I think that's what the fans want. That's what the players want. Obviously, Major League Baseball loves when there's more runs because that's great for everybody. And I think that's what we're going to see here early on in the season. Looking forward to it. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you again soon. All righty. Sounds good. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. I want some more. I know a guy. I want some more. I know a guy. I want some more. I know a guy. Welcome to more Winners with Mo here on the Mo Radio Show. Mo, I got to ask you a question. I got that Georgia football up on, on the screen. It's the back-to-back national championship football it's been a while since we had back-to-back champions, huh? It has been, and I'll tell you what, man. So having one of those footballs is probably the most detailed and one of the best footballs I've ever seen in any of the championship footballs uh, I've been a part of. And I've been a part of a lot of places that have a lot of championship footballs, and definitely uh, the one I have from you is, is probably the best quality one I've ever seen. Yeah, you know what? We we came real close to having a shot of doing another Buckeyes. We can't wait to do another Buckeyes, but boy, uh, wide left. Actually, it wasn't wide left doesn't do it justice. It was a shank. That was a shank from the minute he kicked it. Yeah. I mean, when you start the game off that bad, they were lucky they got that close, but uh, you know, that, uh, that Georgia football is, is fantastic. It really is. It's the coolest present any Bulldog fan will open that day guaranteed. You know, Mo, we actually guarantee them. I have not had anybody send them back yet. <laughs> no, you know, and there, you've got some very cool Notre Dame ones. I'm hoping that, uh, you know, before our lifetime's up with the Colts win another Super Bowl so I can get an awesome Colts championship football. Now, that's a great segue. Let's talk a little bit about down the road from you, not too far, is uh, the, the, the college kids. Yeah, the uh, scouting combine going on in Indianapolis this weekend. Uh, it's cool. My uh, daughter, who goes to school down there, is uh, is a waitress at one of the places, and she's got to meet a lot of uh, soon-to-be NFL superstars, a lot of uh, of NFL coaches, uh, you know. And there's a there's big stuff going on down there. So uh, you know, the face of some franchises we'll see drafted. Uh, they're going through measurables. They're they're uh, you know going to be some guys are going to be throwing, some guys aren't. And they're running forty yard dashes. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's fun to, uh, to bet on the time that the rich Eisen from the NFL network runs every year for charity as well. Cause he's slow as he's getting older. 
Yeah, and, and he's getting older. God bless him. He still can run 40 yards, you know? Oh, yeah, he'll run farther than I can and faster than I can, and he's a lot older than me. No doubt about it. All right, so in terms of the, the combine, how much weight do you give it in terms of of making a decision on a draft choice? Is, is it like a tipping point thing, or is it somebody can come out of the blue with the combine that wasn't on your list? Well, when Al Davis was running the Raiders, the guys who were the fastest were always the guys he drafted, and a lot of them didn't have the talent to be NFL players. So there are teams that will see something from a guy. I, you know, I think they'll be like, okay, we had it down to these two, and this is the one. The biggest thing for most of the top guys at the top of the draft are going to be these team interviews because that's the, these, they're going to do their own private uh, workouts with these players, but it's sitting down with these teams, talking to them, getting to know them. Does the Wonderlick test matter to some of these teams if they still do? Uh, but I, I think a lot of it is how you handle talking to these teams. Are you honest, open, or do they feel like you're given answers that you and your agent came up with before you got down there? So, uh, you know, we'll see some guys put on the show. I, I think it's going to be uh, probably big for, you know, C.J. Stroud to try to move up Bryce Young for number one uh, overall. It, it's going to be uh, it's going to be his time to shine down there at the scouting combine. I think the big one to watch though was Anthony Richardson, the quarterback out of Florida. He's moved up draft boards really quick uh, this past month or so, and now it's going to be time for him to put up or shut up at the scouting combine to see if he can move up into maybe the top five picks. But he's been the uh, the guy to watch who's moved up most draft boards the fastest. It's so funny because teams kill still keep giving those quarterbacks money in the first round and one out of five of them works out maybe you know it's not as bad as it used to be you know uh you look back uh you know to a guy like sam darnold who was the last guy who got that gigantic contract but you messed up on a quarterback you set your franchise back you know eight to ten years now maybe it's you know four or five but uh it's definitely it's super important to make sure you have your guy and to have the coaches around uh you know maybe it's an even bigger thing to be able to handle that guy and to his strengths. So you'll see a lot of teams now you can kind of see as they hire these coaches in the off season, teams that need quarterbacks, you can kind of see by the coaches that are hiring maybe a little bit of what they're thinking uh, when it comes draft time. No doubt about it. All right. When we come back from break, what we're going to do is we're going to look at what's happening this weekend with the NCAA basketball and sliding into March 30th, the opening of baseball season. You're listening to more winners with Mo from the Mo Radio Show here on Wake and Bake. It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to more winners with Mo from the Mo Radio Show here on Wake and Bake. And March Madness is such a great word. It really is. It just describes it. And, and as you know, that Thursday when you can't get a, a seat in a sports book, it doesn't matter what state you're in. Actually, it doesn't matter what state you're in because even in states are illegal, like in California, every sports bar is going to be packed. It, it really is the most exciting time of year. This weekend, we've got the smaller conferences finishing up. We've got the bigger conferences finalizing their their season, regular season. What are you looking for this weekend and going forward? Being Big Ten-centric uh, here where I'm at, well, I, you know, next year the Big Ten is going to be all over the country. But, you know, I'm looking for teams that, uh, you know, are going to be, you know, top five seeds to, to have good showings. Indiana, who knocked off uh, Purdue last weekend, you know, came home and got blown out by Iowa last earlier in the week. So I'm looking for these, these top-tier teams. Rutgers wound up losing 
uh, you know, Purdue's lost a few. So I'm looking for these top of, uh, you know, these top of the Big Ten teams uh, to finish out strong uh, going into the Big Ten tournament. And, you know, hopefully one of these Big Ten teams like Purdue may be getting a number one seed. So I think it's important for your teams at the top of the conference to not slough off and, uh, you know, gain some momentum going into their conference tournament. Well, let's look at the Big Ten. How many teams get buys? Well, you're going to have your first couple of teams get buys, and then uh, they're going to move on. You know, the, you've got uh, the bottom tier teams uh, playing on Thursday usually. Uh, then you'll have uh, you'll have uh, the other teams playing uh, Friday, Saturday, and then uh, your top two teams get the longest buy. So, you know, next year when they add even more teams, it's going to have to be a whole new uh, a whole new schedule. But you know, the Big Ten's. Uh, on pace to be in every top uh, media market in the country, which is what they're really working for, which is why Rutgers is a part of it. They have that New York market. While yeah, they've, uh, no doubt yeah, about it. yeah. I mean, it, it's uh, it's going to be some tough travel, and that's what's going to be different next year when it comes basketball time. Because we'll be sitting here, you and I, talking about you know you've got a team from the Midwest going all the way out west to play, uh, and you know how's that going to affect the end of the end of them for them. Uh, so, you know, I'm looking for these top teams uh, in the Big Ten to, to finish strong and, and not finish with a blowout loss like a couple of our, our top teams have done. It's going to be tough, man. There's a lot of good basketball teams uh, in the Southeast right now. You know, Alabama's had a fantastic season. Tennessee's had a good season. Uh, you know, you look at the guys, the kids from Houston. I mean, they've, they've spent half the year at number one, you know, flip-flopping back and forth with Purdue. Uh, so there are a lot of good teams in the South this year, and I think, you know, we're not used to thinking of the SEC as a huge basketball country. We think of about football, but the SEC is going to be tough in basketball this year. Oh, no doubt about it. And then, you know, once March Madness ends, we're rolling around to, to Major League Baseball. Personally, with you, how, how big a baseball better will you be? I got to see how my team starts out. I like to bet on, on the Cubs uh, because they're the team I follow the most. But I, I want to see how, how guys start out, you know, because, you know, for a long time, it was hard to bet on when Clayton Kershaw, for instance, was on the mound because the odds were so stacked against you that, you know, you really had to see what's going on. So I want to see these guys uh, who are big-name pitchers who are older, the Max Scherzers of the world. I want to see them get out and, and play a little bit first. Uh, you know, April, I don't know how heavy I'll be as I see how these teams start, to, you know, uh, kind of come together. The Mets are super interesting to me because uh, they spent a lot of money to bring a lot of guys in there. I want to see how well they mesh. Uh, you know, the Dodgers are always going to be an interesting team to me. But I, I last year I kind of lived on that lower level team. I, I bet a lot on the Tigers last year. Uh, I was betting a lot on the White Sox last year. I, I like those uh, lower end teams that are just terrible and they're, they have, you know, no business even being on the field. Uh, those are the kind of where I made my money last year. I wasn't betting on the top teams or the top pitchers. It was betting on those lower-level teams. If you're minus 340, you're, you're Kershaw, you're minus 340, he goes three and one, and you're Benicino, you're even. Mm -hmm. But the mm -hmm. bottom line is, if you've got a team like the White Sox that's plus 340, and they go two and two, you're a winner. I really get to know the, the bad team, so I can talk bad baseball with you all year long because, you know, that's kind of just where I hung out, uh, you know, was in that, in that, uh, in the, those teams right there. And, and betting on Tampa Bay, because usually early on, before anybody realizes they're good, uh, you can usually sneak in and, and get some uh, money on the on the raise each year, uh, you know, because they'll have a whole bunch of no-name guys and people are kind of waiting to see what shakes out. So there's a, a lot of time usually early if you can get on a team like the Rays or maybe Toronto uh, this year and make some money early. 
uh, before teams really figure them out. You can get those teams that later on the year will be minus 200 to plus mm-hmm. 150, and that's a 350 swing, and that's a lot of points, no doubt about it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's big early on. You know, I've been trying to watch some spring training games, plus with the, uh, you know, the, the new pitch clock has changed a lot. You know, A, viewership is up huge for spring training baseball, but it makes it a little bit of a different game now. I think it's more of an adjustment for the hitters than it has been for the pitchers. The pitchers don't seem to be that bothered by it, but you've got some of those hitters that uh, you know have all the different things they do, uh, and they can't get set. And it's been uh, it's been interesting to watch with this pitch clock now, and the games are moving much faster. So it's uh, it's a lot more fun. So you really have to be paying attention when you're getting those bets in. Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting how that rule works. No doubt about it. All right, Mo, we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for uh, for spending some time with us. All right, my friend. Thanks again for joining us here on Wake and Bake. Thanks to our guests. They always give us winners. And really, life's pretty simple. All you want to do is have a good time and always be cashing. It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.